thank you for joining us for an episode of That Solo Life, the podcast for PR pros and marketers who work for themselves. People like me, Michelle Kane with The Voice Matters, and my wonderful co-host, Karen Swim of Solo PR Pro. How are you, Karen? Hello, Michelle. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Well, thank you. So this is our first podcast of the new year. Hello, 2023. Nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) We made it to the other side of a new year, and I'm not yet falling prey to the whole things haven't really changed. It's just a new calendar. No, it's a great time to reset. And what we're going to talk about today is maybe you are thinking of making the leap into business for yourself and becoming what we call a solo PR pro. So that's what we're going to talk about today about, you know, what it takes, what's involved. Is this right for you? You know, we all have our different experiences of, of coming to this kind of work. And it's, you know, clearly we're still here doing it. So there must be something in there's it for us. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so many of our members have longstanding businesses, um, yeah. including us. Yeah. So we know that it can be done. And, you know, Michelle and I started very differently. Um, yeah. I jumped in the middle of the pool and I didn't have a life vest or anything. And I <sighs> would advise anyone doing that. But my life circumstances sort of, push me over the edge. But the beauty of all of these different experiences that we have had and that we have learned through our community is that we can share with you the mistakes that we made and help you not to make them. (laughs) (laughs) We're here for you. Learn from our pain. Yeah. I mean, similarly, um, it was life circumstance. I mean, I've been in comms my whole career in different ways. Uh, but yeah, I found myself woefully underemployed during the 2008 <laughs> crash, and that was fun. So <laughs> so yeah, I LLC'd this thing, and uh, so far, the phone keeps ringing. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's um, funny. I started my business during... So before that 2008 crash, it hit Michigan years ahead mm, of time. So true. I started my business during that crazy time. And so this is proof... For all of those that are looking at the current year and you're reading all of the news and all of the charts about how venture capitalists are pulling back and private equity money is, and there's all these layoffs and all these things. And it sounds like doom and gloom and maybe you've been looking at your portfolios and you're seeing negative numbers. Is it a good time to start a business? Absolutely. Yeah. It's and always a good time. It, it's always a good time. And And actually, a down economy is actually a great time for solo PR pros. This particular time, more than ever. And the reason is because we have a lot, our unemployment is low. So believe it or not, in the midst of everything that's going on and layoffs, we still have low unemployment rates. So we still have this war for talent going on. Um, which is shifting a little bit to companies struggling to hang on to high value workers. So they're having to pay more to retain. But the good news is, is that people need help and they just don't have enough people to fulfill all of the things. And so as a solo, that makes you a really valuable asset because in-house comm teams have their hands more than full. Right. um, Doing the things that, you know, the corporate suite deems, priority, but there are all these other opportunities and things that they need help with. And so don't 
shy away. Don't let the economy make you think wrong thoughts. This is actually an excellent time to start. Right. And if you want to get more geekier into financial <laughs> details about starting a business in a down economy, I encourage you to look and read about black swan events because investors will tell you that during black swan events, which we could probably argue that COVID was one, and we are still rippling through the impact of the pandemic. Many businesses started during that time. Mm-hmm. Black swan events are kind of like, um, I love the way an old investor said this. He it burns away everything. So it burns away like so much in the forest. But when you burn away things, it allows new things to grow. I love it. That's the period. It, that's a beautiful way to think of it now. Yes, a lot of things have burned away. And, and yes, we've seen a lot of business failures. But there might be argument that some of those business failures were because they were the things that needed to die off. And now it's an opportunity for new things to sprout. And so you could be that new thing. So don't be afraid to start a business this year in 2023. Exactly. Because even thinking about it from the financial point of view, employees cost businesses money. Yes, your bill will also cost a business money, but you're bringing value. You're not bringing, you know, overhead and, you know, that they're they're not paying your health insurance. They're not paying this. They're not paying that. They're not paying you on like the Thursday afternoon from two to five when there's really nothing to do or nothing going on. And, you know, not to down employees. Hey, that's, that's kind of nice. I do miss that. (laughs) You know, when they're just getting full on value from you. So don't discount that. And, you know, I have reminded people of that when I said, look, you're, you're not spending money on me without me bringing something to your table or bringing value to you. So it's, it's a good time. Now, one of the things to consider is, Are you a self-motivated person? Do you have the right personality type for this? Because there's almost two two main drivers, being self-motivated and also not being driven, but just the the tenacity, because it's not easy. And there are going to be days where you think you're out of your mind. And what am I doing? No one wants this. Why, oh, why? Um, Sidebar, that's why we have the Solo PR Pro Premium Group, because you can check in and people will set your mind straight. But you definitely have to make sure that you can set an agenda, set the, you know, set the conversation, be the person who is leading your clients through something. And many of you, maybe you've done account work, you know, you've been the account lead. So that's natural. You know, well, I'm used to doing this, but, but for others, maybe that doesn't come so naturally to you. You know, if, if you're looking maybe at having just a solely writing focused business or something, maybe this forward facing side feels foreign and you're not sure. Yeah. You know, those are such good points. And and I agree because you have to be accountable to yourself. And I've seen this in so many solos who transition from corporate into entrepreneurship, but they haven't shaken the employee mentality. They, they definitely have an employee mentality. And so they treat clients like they're punching a time clock you really have to shift your your mindset and yes. understand that you're the CEO of your own company and it doesn't matter that you don't have you know glass windows and you know a big tall building it's a company and you are the CEO of it and so you need to learn how to act like an executive and that means making all kinds of executive decisions 
and holding yourself accountable to those decisions. So clients are not your employer. It's a business transaction. And if you are somebody that is more passive and hasn't really been able to stand up for yourself in your career, and I don't mean that in a negative way, maybe I should choose different words, but maybe somebody that's not comfortable with confrontation, it doesn't mean that you can't start a business, but I think it's important to identify what your weaknesses might be or where your skills gaps might be so that you can work on those things and you can understand some of the skills that will be helpful in developing your own business. I also think it's important to note that there's a big difference between putting together an income. So, you know, maybe your goal is, I just want to make enough money to match my current salary. That's not really running a business because a business is one that's sustainable. And if you really want to make a business that can run without you, that's a business where you're not chained to it, but you're growing something that's scalable and sustainable and you can scale as much or as little as you want to. You do have to have a shift in how you think and how you operate. But if you just want to put together an income that replaces your corporate income, I have great news for you. That's super duper easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not hard at all. It really is not hard at all. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I mean, that that's what I was literally faced with, right? How, oh my goodness, how do I do this? And um, And I won't say it happens quickly. It doesn't. Sometimes it's a slow burn. But you just really, you know, you have to put yourself out there. You have to, you know, start networking, get your personal brand together, as they say, Um, whether it's, you know, a personal brand or some, you know, get your company together and just really put yourself out there via social, digital, in-person networking. I mean, I still to this day, I go to networking events that I don't want to go to because I'm an extroverted introvert, but I know it. It's proven that it pays off in the long run. Um, so don't let feeling uncomfortable with being the face of your company hold you back. Because here's the thing. If you feel good enough about your skill set that you can start a business, that's most of the battle, really. Because you know, oh, well, I can do this. I can provide that. Shoot, I can even do it better than XYZ. Okay, there you go. Use that confidence to get you through through the doors. And, and I mean, like, you know, set up informational talks if you have, you know, businesses on the local level that you'd like to get to know. Do the whole coffee meetup or even just a 15-minute chat because I know sometimes we're like, ugh, a whole hour for coffee, please. But whatever works. It's it's really important as a, a first step. And, you know, also, probably the first thing you should get is a good accountant. Yeah, I think having an accountant and an attorney put together contracts. Yes. But, but even before, so the accountant, I would say, is kind of an initial step because you yeah. want to make sure that you have some advice, first of all, about making that transition and making yes. sure that you have enough of a financial cushion. Setting up your corporate structure and all that, believe it or not, you don't have to do that on day one. You can do that later. True. You can have a client and have them pay you and get your 1099. Yeah. 
And then, you know, talk to your accountant about best financial structure for you to set up, whether it's yeah. an LLC or as a, you know, solo corp, all of those things you can address. I would say one of the most important things that people leave out. So here's a typical trajectory. Oh, I'm going to start a business. And people go to the SBA website and they start like forming a corporation. And then they are like, well, I have to finish my website and I have to do this. I have news for you. There are people that have been in business for 25 years and today they still do not have a website. I can truly and honestly say that I got my very first client ever through my website and it's probably been the only one since people do not find me that way. That's not how um, people looking for public relations services find you. Right. But what you do need to do is have a definitive set of services and a target market. You need to map out your personas. Who is going to be your ideal customer? Now you may not have that it may change, I should say, mm-hmm. once you get in business, but you need to at least start with who you believe your ideal customer will be based on what it is that you want to offer. Are you a media relations expert and that's what you really want to do and you really want to work with you know, late stage mature companies? You have to really be specific. And, and here's how that helps. Going back to what Michelle said, you will need to do business development. You just will all the time consistently. So you need to have a process, but I, I'm not somebody who's going to just meet with anybody. If you're not in my target market and it's not really a fit for me, I don't want to waste time having 22 meetings when only two people were really the right fit for my business. And it doesn't mean that I'm mean and won't talk to people other than business. It just means that you have to learn how to be efficient with your time. Yeah. Yeah. If you know exactly who you're going to serve, you know exactly what you're going to offer. And by the way, you should be able to articulate that to people in real person language. Then you know who to go after and who to target. And this is not just sitting around like waiting for stuff to come to you. Stuff will come to you once you get up and running and have momentum. But in the beginning, you really need to go hunt. Yeah, you do. You do. And I love what you said. Yeah, don't don't just meet up with anybody. And here's another thing that's going to happen. The pick your brain issues. You know, people think, oh, oh, you have a PR company. Oh, you have a business. Can I just pick your brain? No, yeah. no. You know, suddenly you're going to be the free resource for so many. No. Yeah. You know, work that into your service offerings. You know, if if you even want to entertain that, because you don't have to, but if that brings you joy to help people, that's an that's an appointment. That's a paid appointment to do it's that. A paid appointment. I yeah. I completely agree. So start out knowing that you need to value your time, period. And that includes in what you charge. So Here's another thing that you need to be able to do in order to be a solo PR pro. You need to be comfortable with pricing your services based on the value you bring and being able to communicate about financial transactions to clients. So far too often we see people that say, oh, I just started my business, but you just, you're not new in the business. You've been doing PR for 12 years, but you're yeah. charging like you just graduated from high school. Nope. And that's not okay. And and no. that's not what clients are looking at. They're looking at your experience. So don't think that 
somehow, because you're now, I mean, think of it like a job switch. You just switch from corporation A to corporation U. That's so perfect. You're working for a company, if you make a job change and it's from one corporate, from corporate corporation A to corporation B, you don't lower your salary because you're new to corporation B. No, because you haven't forgotten everything that you knew. So don't do that as a solo PR pro and get comfortable with making an invoice and sending it and asking for your money because it's a financial, it's business. It's not personal. They're not paying because they like you. They're not, payment is not like a commentary on who you are as a human being. It's business. So to be ready to be a solo PR pro, you have to be comfortable charging for what you do and you can't undervalue yourself or underestimate your abilities. Correct, correct. And along with making sure that what you charge is equal to the value you're providing, you also need to run your numbers. Because now you're more than likely paying for your own health insurance. You have perhaps a general liability insurance coverage, maybe, you know, you might have some services that you pay for. All those tools, those are your cost of doing business. You're not a charity. You're not just going to be like, oh, well, that's okay. I'll pay that out of what I pay my. No, that all rolls into it. So as best as you can. And, you know, like anything, like, like we discussed, you know, your target market may change over time. The way you look at that may change over time. And shoot, you're going to trip. You're going to realize, oh, wait. And that's okay. That's totally fine. But just make sure at the very least that you are going to be making what you need. Yeah, I think and, you're, yeah. you're right. So I would say get comfortable with math. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I always say that because it really does yeah. boil down to numbers and so much of this business. And you have to understand your overhead expenses. There's tons of bill calculators out there to help you to calculate your expenses. If you're a solo PR pro premium member, so if you want to join our group, you can get on our list and we'll notify you of opening. We have a whole money series. My client, MBO Partners, has a bill calculator on their site where you can plug in things. And then you, you it, it'll become a reality check because you plug in those numbers and then you can see like, oh, I, I need to charge X in order to make the my target income. That's eye-opening because you, yeah. you have choices. If you have a target income, and you should, you should have a target income. Yeah. You need to charge enough money and you need to make sure that you're not overestimating the amount of hours that you can work. So, yes. another tip is that as a solo PR pro, you're not doing 40 hours a week of billable client work. Right. So, if you're thinking that, oh, I'm going to work 40 hours for clients you're wrong. You, you won't have 40 hours to give to your clients. Even right. if you only have one client, and, and I would say, don't fall into the trap of over-servicing your first client, set expectations, right. do the work, because you still need to save time to run your business. You should be doing business development, even with that first client, second client, third client, fourth, fifth. You need to always be on the you know hunt for new opportunities. Yeah, no, that's very true. Very true. And, you know, I think, too, one thing to remember is taxes. 
as part of that too. I know quarterlies are going to be a thing. And, you know, like we said, you don't have to form as a business entity right away. And this also may change as you go along. You may decide to be LLC filing as a sole proprietor. You know, maybe you'll develop into and maybe it'll benefit you more to file as an S-corp. But you're still going to have to pay taxes no matter what. So, you know, make sure that you are also estimating enough for that. Yeah, I have to say, do not sleep on the tax situation. It it gets a lot of us early on in my in my career before I got yeah. it all together. It hit me hard too. Oh yeah. You need to be on top of so you have to pay taxes four times a year as a solo, and they're estimated based upon your income. Your accountant can help you figure this out, but you need to pay those taxes four times a year, which means every client payment, you need to deduct taxes and put it into a separate account so that you have it and then it won't be a burden. So, and and not only that, remember that you're paying everything because you're the company. So you're paying your social security taxes, you're paying all of the taxes that a company would. So it's not just personal income tax, you're paying all the tax. Mm-hmm. You need to get the numbers as close as possible to write as you can with financial help. So as you're Again, planning your income, you need to just automatically assume that 25 to 30% of that is not going to be yours. Right. Um, right off the rip, it's going to have to go to taxes. Yeah, that's that's a good guesstimate for sure. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, when I was and just plain old LLC and I was so frustrating my first few years because I thought this is crazy. The more I earn, the more I, oh, that's not sustainable. What's going on? And well, I soon switched accountants because she's like, oh, wait a second. Maybe we should have you as an escort. I'm like, yeah, maybe a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Taxes hurt. I mean, oh, you know, I, I, you know, our solos in the United States, we could have a whole conversation about that. We, could. we will not. <laughs> Look, I, I like I like to have good roads. <laughs> I'm willing to pay my fair share. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that that's definitely something to consider when you're when you're running the numbers and, and creating your rate and, you know, I mean, and it pays to have, to have people around you almost like, a Oh, like an advisory council, right. An informal advisory council, people that you know and trust um, that you can bounce ideas off of. They could be in many different types of businesses you know, people that that have your best interests at heart and and likewise you have theirs. And then I think it's also important to get involved in trade organizations, you know, so you can, you know, rub elbows with colleagues, colleagues who own agencies or colleagues who are other solos who, you know, you might be able to partner with. And, and all of that also goes to further establish your credibility because it's true. Your experience is cumulative, your value is not, like you said, you're not out of high school, but at the same time, when you're presenting as a new business, you still have that little bit of a hurdle to get over of, yeah. well, I did all these things when I worked for someone. 
oh, and now I, I'm establishing myself as this new entity. And, you know, and that is to plug us again, Solo PR Pro, that I will vouch. I tripped over Solo PR Pro on Twitter, and it made me realize, oh, my goodness, I'm not insane for thinking that I could start my own business and do this. Yeah. And, you know, that is, I, I call it the best staff meeting ever. <laughs> I would say that the support, and you know, I'm, you know, in addition to Solo PR Pro, I'm also a member of PRSA. Yes, me And too. of the independent practitioners section. And so I love all of those things for very different reasons. But I also would say that this brings up something else. You're ready to be a Solo PR Pro. Think about you still work on your own unless you're going into it with a partner. Right. And I'm, you know, be real about your personality. You will be working by yourself. So you will be in your office alone. And again, there are workarounds for this, but you need to understand that it's all you. It's you, your computer, your clients, you making all the decisions. If you're a member of those organizations, particularly Solo PR Pro, it definitely functions like a water cooler. There mm-hmm. are, you can show up and ask the most obscure question and someone <laughs> will have the answer to it. Yeah. But are you comfortable being by yourself? Some people like in this, you know, remote work era have learned that they don't really like working by themselves. They, they want the hubbub of other people that energizes them. If that's you, then maybe you need to think about Maybe I should be working in a co-working space, or maybe there's an office that I could rent a desk in and work there so that I am still around other people. But Mm -hmm. again, it's all about having the knowledge about your work style and your capability so that as you're thinking about making this leap, you can make plans for all of those things to set yourself up for success. Because we don't want you to make the leap, not understanding and not really assessing your readiness and then getting into a situation where you're struggling, you don't have clients because you're too shy to do business development, you're depressed because you're all by yourself. That would be terrible. And and we've seen solos, like make the leap and then crash and burn and then go back to corporate. In my mind, failures are great things. They're just experiences. Mm-hmm. They teach you. And some people after their, that the stumble, they learn some things from that and they come back again. Some people do not, but we're trying to equip you with reality so that again, you can sit down and you can plan and you can say, Oh, okay. If you're somebody that can't stick to a plan, you might need to do some retraining or some professional development along those lines before, because you're going to be responsible for clients. Mm-hmm. When they pay you, it doesn't mean that you have to be at your desk from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. at night, but it does mean that you have to have accountability for what happens. You are the strategic counselor. You are the one that has to develop that strategic plan. You're the one that has to offer counsel. You're the one that has to follow through. You're the one who has to make sure that you're setting deadlines that are realistic. It's on you. And if that scares the pants off of you and it's something you've never, ever done and you feel like you can't be real about that. It's okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's key. I think the two, two things you can take away is know your value and know yourself. And 
And we know you do, but it pays to take 30 minutes and just spend time with yourself, maybe make a list, do the pro and con list. But at the end of the day, it's a decision that you have to make that's realistically based on your goals, your comfort level, and and your desires. But if you do think it's for you, we we definitely want to welcome you and uh, be a support to you. So we hope that you've gotten value out of this today. And if you did, please like us, follow us, share this around. And uh, do get on that Solo PR Pro membership uh, notification list because it's well worth it. And until next time, thanks for listening to That Solo Life. Mm-hmm.